everybody, welcome. Uh, it's Chris Sedino again. I'm here with Mark Woodring. This is uh, Real Talk. That's Real Talk with Real Estate Investors. Uh, episode 39. Wow. Yeah, we've been here. Yeah, 39. Yeah, we've done quite a few of them together. Yeah, and, uh, I know I've been on a couple. You've been on a few more. So, yeah, really happy to be here. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about uh, COVID-19, and I'm sure you're tired of talking about COVID. Uh, yeah, we, COVID. I've heard that somewhere. Um, but no, the effects of COVID on real estate. Um, changes for the good, the better, the worst, all, all the above. Um, and how to kind of navigate that as a real estate investor. Um, just a few points. I mean, we could have probably talked for hours and hours on this topic. But um, just the key ones for the people that have done business with us uh, or thinking about doing business with us here at Freedom Real Estate, um, family of companies. Um and kind of what to expect and what to look for and kind of where our headspace is at to try to help you. Uh, first topic is um, hard, tangible assets, real right. estate. It's a little bit different than you were saying. Uh, it's a little bit different than just stock bonds, mutual funds, right? Yeah. Uh, you want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so even though I miss COVID, uh, interest rates are still relatively low. Right. So borrowing money is, is, is easy. You have a, a great interest rate on, on properties. Um, property values are still continuing to go up because, again, people need places to live. Right. I mean, one of the things that you're going to see, you know, whether it's here in Dayton and Cincinnati or anywhere throughout the United States, is that because of COVID, like pushing you know, some individuals having to work from home, right. you start realizing that your home isn't exactly workspace friendly. Right. Know, so that you need a home office or you need your kitchen redone so that it doesn't look, you know, bad maybe for, you know, imaging or, or, or whatever reason. Right. And so people are looking for to get out of their homes, um, you know, and then just even with that, maybe people are refinancing homes to, to pull out equity to purchase passive income, you know, because that's one of the things we do, obviously, the, the turnkey properties. Right. And um, you and I had talked and touched on that as well, is that, you know, investors prior to COVID were, were of course, interested in passive income and, and, mm-hmm. and that. But now we're seeing that people, you know, you're staying home more often. Mm-hmm. You can maybe browse a little bit in between uh, your actual work and you start taking a real look at, at, at how can this asset pay off to me. It's something that you, you have. It's going to be increasing in value. Mm-hmm. You're going to get uh, some income from that. And you start you know, putting together a game plan of like how you're building your portfolio. And so, yeah, yeah, you said a couple things there. I kind of want to touch on. So, um, you know, from a, for those of you who don't know, like I, I uh, manage um, Independence Property Management, which is one of our seven companies, seven or eight companies. Uh, <laughs> what day a week is it? We might be at eight. No, here. so seven companies. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, so I have the mindset of a property manager and, and how to grow assets and make them perform. Um, and so you touched on, you know, like people that had a you know a three bedroom house for a husband, wife, and maybe two small children. All of a sudden, now one or both parents are working from home. They don't have an office space immediately. They're like, "Well, we need to have utilizable space for this specific thing because our our situation's changed." Yep. Um, pops isn't getting up and going to work at you know, nine o'clock in the morning or whatever time mm-hmm. people go to work these days. Uh, so they need to get a bigger place. So that makes you know agents like you and me a little bit more able to serve them, um, but also means that now there's demand right, right. in our market. Absolutely. So even through COVID, real estate has been booming. Yeah. Um, People are buying. There's 
more people interested in buying than there are people wanting to sell and or more than than are being built um there's only so much land <laughs> right um and then the flip side of it is if you can't buy or you're not in an e- economic position to purchase because seeing people aren't then there's rentals yep. right which is a huge ex- uh, opportunity for people that are actually okay in their home right. but have residual income or they have the assets ab- available to purchase real estate and provide housing um which is one of the things we do here right. we provide housing so um there's demand to purchase not very much on the market to purchase um i'm sure you could back up back up on that sure. and then there's a huge rental market demand um so i mean we in the midst of COVID, we probably rented 140, 150 units last year. Um, Now, some of those were new acquisitions that weren't like turned over. um, But that's a big, that's a big deal. That's a lot of leases. That's a lot of people moving into new areas um, to to accommodate the changing household size and demands. So some people and I I don't know if you see this or not when when the rentals, um, sometimes you go to sell your house. Just because you think it's at the top of the market, which right now, I mean, you never know. Every day could be the top of the market. Right. And so um, you sell your house. You don't have another house to move into. So you may have to rent for a while right. just to you know, and make sure that you get that next house that you're going to. So, right. I mean, the rental market is something that's never going away. You know, people always need to rent. Uh, Dayton and Cincinnati is a great area. A lot of people are coming and going. I mean, Dayton's just a great market for rentals in particular. You know, low taxes. I mean, we're here in the Midwest, so they're not outrageous rents. And uh, we, we have a ton of business just showing up here in Dayton. I mean, I'm pretty excited. About yeah, that. yeah that, feeds into, that, that feeds into the security of real estate. Right. Like, um, like even, I think even last week there was, a, there was an article that um, Danny, our co-founder, um, posted in one of our group chats that I, I picked up through some investment network but like there's there's hollywood companies that are moving to dayton um setting up camp and studios here uh in the next year um middletown one of our um sub markets between uh, dayton and cincinnati um they're they're building this huge entertainment multi-complex that's going to have all sorts of entertainment right. and uh um i mean you're expecting some serious job growth in that uh, that market uh, there's a lot of things coming i think we had like a full podcast about yeah. all of the the potential in ohio um but that feeds back into like people got have to have a place to live right yeah, so the, the, i mean ultimately it comes down to like people are buying people are selling people are renting um and, and they're doing it from a long-term position uh covid its effect on that um changes people's decisions on how they're buying and how they're selling uh their their, their reasons are different uh, why people are renting um what people can afford when they rent or when they buy have changed. Um, there has been some interesting, um, at least on the rental side, there's been some interesting uh, problems we've come across with verifying income because people are, um, uh, their immediate job loss or they were working 40 hours and now, you know, they're only being able to clock 20 or 30 because, you know, the, the, the companies that they work for can't sustain employees um, or it's the other side, the other end of the uh, spectrum where they have limited employees. So the ones that are willing to work, they're working 50, 60 hours a week. Yeah. So um, we've had some interesting like verification for applicants. Uh, residents have been long-term tenants have, 
all of a sudden had substantial job loss. Sure. Um, sometimes even because their kids are at home and they can't afford childcare, and now they've also lost their job because they can't they are having to call off to take care of their children. So there, there's been a lot of things that have kind of gone into the rental side of things that have made it um, difficult. Um, but at the same time, it, it can still it's still very rewarding. Uh, even today, um, we had a client that. Um, We've kind of mentioned previously that uh, had a portfolio that was struggling. Um, actually, out of the six of the units that he had, and he had a diversified portfolio with us. He had um, a couple single-family homes and a couple duplexes. Um, over the course of the last year, all of them have gone vacant except for one, right? right. Uh, and then the one um, that wasn't vacant, she is going through um, some familial issues due to COVID and a few other things that have affected her income. Um, so then all of a sudden she's not paying. Now this owner is in a lot of pain and we can sympathize with that. And it's, right. it's a bit of a, I mean, you've been involved with some of it. Um, you know who I'm talking about. Um, and it's been, it's been hard. It has been hard for me to help navigate because it's, it's, uh, I completely understand and feel what he's going through. Um, but it was also something that was not really avoidable. Like it was, yeah. I mean, three people losing their jobs or having issues with payment because of, um, and sustainability and other things. Uh, it's a it's a real thing. But the good thing is like today um, we got a pretty substantial check from a from a local agency um, that's going to help that person catch up on their rent. So they're going to catch them up. They're going to pay them forward a few months, and she's set, right? And the owner's going to get a check, and he's going to be happy, and that and that person's going to have a place to live and some some security to their asset uh, or the asset they live at, and. Uh, that's just some of the real pains that we've gone through and our clients have gone through. So rent collection is a bit of an interesting thing. Um, I will say that we as IPM and our owners that we represent, uh, we were actually fairly fortunate. Um, there were lots of people that had to get you know evicted over time uh, for non-payment if they were not able to, to, to do the necessary steps to get um, assistance. Um, but overall, like, we're still above like ninety three percent occupancy overall for the year, um, and the and that seven percent. There's a lot of acquisitions in there, people that we haven't rented initially. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting things going on there. But post COVID, mm-hmm. um, there's still a lot of money, a lot of assistance out there for people that have had income loss. I was gonna say, have you seen you know uh, uh, rents? change going up down yeah up yeah up 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 um yeah part of that like we were we were talking before this that a part of that is um you know the rents are set not only by market and market demand but also um appreciation of the asset the value pricing so on your end i'm sure you can attest that um the prices are inflated a bit um probably substantially um some of that's real some of it's not (laughs) i know we've had some appraisal discussions uh, over the last few months um but it's the same with rentals i mean actually um for investors there's the one percent rule that we talk about a lot um that your your rent prices should be within one percent most of the time um of the value of the home uh so if the value of the home goes up the value of the rent goes up now we're not going to zestimate this with Zillow, okay? But you know what you read online isn't always what the rent is. Like you have to do your due diligence, and that's what we do. So we manage five hundred and thirty properties, roughly, right. um, or units, and so we we manage enough that we're able to kind of pull off of what our performance is to see what the market's like, and we gauge that against the actual assets in the market and see what other 
companies or other owners are getting in the same market. But overall, they've increased quite a bit. Yeah, I know that uh, you know when we were taking a look at uh, some of the acquisition side and, and doing that one-to-one rule, um, it was getting tough. Right. Because I mean, again, the home values were going up and the rents were not... You know, going up to the same COVID, rate, yeah, yeah. COVID they weren't. So, so what you're saying for you know our future investors and current investors is hang in there. Yep. Right. Like you see a positive future, you know, outcome yeah. coming from this. That that rents are going to start taking back up as well. Uh, so it's going to even that out. That one percent right. rule. Yeah. Definitely be some properties still to be acquired, and you know as we grow. Right. I mean, so positive yeah. yeah, yeah, positive outcome. And you know, you mentioned like, yeah, I'm gonna use an example. If we have a hundred eighty thousand dollar home, you know, it doesn't mean we're gonna get eighteen hundred dollar rents. And right. you know, you and I have that conversation quite a bit. Like, hey, Chris, this is what I'm looking at. This investor right. wants this. Right. Let's be real. What are the rents? I might come to you, and I think we've had this conversation. And we're like, right. hey, realistically, we're not gonna get more than twelve hundred for this. You're like, oh, come on, right. give you fifteen, give you fifteen, man. And I was like, <laughs> nah. I mean, real reality is like next year. Two years from now, when I go to rent this, it's not going to rent for fifteen. It's not going to rent for sixteen. Right. Um, it could, right. right? But we want to grow into that, right? Sure. Uh, you don't want to. You don't want to buy pants that are perfect fits right now. You want to. You want to grow into them, right? <laughs> right. So, so it's the same thing. It's like you know, the rent says twelve hundred uh, is a high end. It, we're going to see some appreciation there. We're going to see some, you know, finger crossed value increases if we work the market right. Um, but we want to be able to to protect our investment investments and our investors, um, and make sure that it can re rent on the back end. So we we're gonna we're gonna be comp competitive with renting, but we're also gonna be real. Um, I could definitely go and say, yeah, I'll rent for eighteen hundred all day long. We may even get eighteen hundred dollars, right. but when that tenant moves in a year, two years, three years down the road. Is it going to rerun for that? Are you in a worse position down the road? We want you to be in the best position possible. So, COVID definitely has made that conversation in this in this building when we're talking about acquisitions, and before we even get to a turnkey product, having that rent discussion several steps along the way. So we're setting the expectation clearly of what to expect, um, and then even after the sale and during the sales process, when I'm introduced to the owners officially in an official capacity um um it's, it's some of the same thing it's like hey like this we've done this analysis we've talked about this many times this is what i think the rent is this is what i would do this is what you can expect um we didn't do that a year and a half ago right. um you know I, th- I think and it's not because we couldn't um it's just that there wasn't much of a need right, right. now there's a need hey i'm really nervous this property is one hundred eighty thousand dollars. is the rent where it need like this and this so we start talking about um, things deeper than cap rate investments yeah. where you're looking at a measly 6%. Okay, well, the reality is is like if we get the rents here or if the property forms this way, we're sitting at an 8 or a 9, right? right? So it, it kind of changes how we go about dis- to discussing the sale of the property and what it's supposed to do. Yeah, one of the things you touched on is um, you know, here in this building. I mean, the reality is for our current investors and hopefully future investors, right. You know, one of the things that happened during COVID is we were here. Yeah. I mean, like we were boots on the ground here at our properties, handling that for clients. Again, we're not selling property that's outside of our immediate vicinity. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that's something that, uh, you know, our future investors and current investors should be happy that, you know, during COVID and even after COVID, we're we're here. We're boots on the ground. And so, you know, the market, like you said. We're coming to you. We're we're coming with 
you know, we can guess what we think the rates and rents are going to be, but we want to verify, you know, with the 500 doors yeah. that we have, like right. what are we actually collecting in those neighborhoods? And so I think that that's something that, uh, you know, I wanted to touch on, obviously, and right. just a brief touch and just saying like, hey, we're here. Yeah. So, you know, you just mentioned, you know, like during COVID, like our office became flexible. Um, now, for those of you that don't know um, our employee count and how things are structured here, we have... Uh, I think we're approaching 40 employees, some, somewhere around 40 employees, 40, maybe 50 employees across all seven companies, um, some local in the building. Um, we have, I mean, your office is just five down from mine, um, some virtually, both in the United States and overseas. Um, very diverse team, um, different demands, different needs. Um, technology played a crucial role yeah. in getting us through COVID and helping us serve our clients, all of our stakeholders, vendors, residents, owners, and employees. Um it's been a it was a bit a learning curve. Uh, I think actually most recent uh, technological change is we uh, migrated everything over uh, into Google. So we're now this is not a sponsorship for Google, by the way. Um, <laughs> however, um, when you use Google to search what sponsorship means, <laughs> you're welcome, Google. Um, so when we migrated over to Google Suite, uh, you know, it was a learning curve for all of, our, all of us, like trying to learn how to do the chats and the integrations and um, Google Drive, like which things that you would take for granted and just use normally. Like all of a sudden, we're all in the entire company on the same system. Um, beyond that, like it, Zoom, we always kind of use Zoom a little bit before we switch over to Google Meet, but um, all of a sudden all of the meetings are virtual, right? Yeah. Um, we had flexibility in the office to be able to work from home uh, for, I mean, I know you have children, so you were having to be there for your children more than than normally before right. that. And uh, me, we had family and things, you know, so being able to have the flexibility working from home was nice. Um, you guys changed your lockboxes. Right? I had to learn how to get into these properties. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you brought up, yeah, good point here. So um, in the middle of this, like in January of 2020, um, we started kind of messing with this idea of um, – it was probably before January, but uh, we started messing with the idea of uh, auto-showing, right? So instead of sending an agent out to walk the property with a potential resident um, when we're leasing a property, doing it on a showing box so that they are able to punch in a code, get a key, go view it themselves, put the key back. Um, so we were kind of experimenting with a couple systems, and we weren't – it was more of a like, hey, how can we save some, spend a little bit of money, but save a lot of time type thing. Right. Um, and then COVID right. just put that into hyperdrive. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, it immediately became a very a big need. Um, otherwise, we were not going to be able to get things done efficiently. Um, social distancing, our governor shut down the state for like four months. It, I mean, it was a big deal where we weren't able to, we wouldn't have been able to perform uh, the way we needed to unless we caught up with tech. Right. Yeah, and so we put in place a couple systems that allowed us to do continue to do showings, respect social distancing standards, um, still allowing the option to have agents show up and and, and show the unit if needed. Um, of course, all precautions, masks, all, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but that put us in a much better position now, post COVID, where right. um, we like our our top uh, leasing person isn't even local. Right. Like she does all the administrative back end stuff and leases properties daily, right? right? Without ever seeing the property in person. Um and that wouldn't have been possible if we weren't kind of pushed that direction. Uh it probably would happen eventually, right? We would have figured it out, but it would have been like, okay, we have a need need right now. We need to be able to get there right now. Um I know in your end, like even um 
you guys already use like DocuSign and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but um, I've noticed that we've had less closings in the office. Yeah. More of them are completely, Absolutely. completely electronic. Yep. Online closings. So yeah. People, definitely people wiring money all over the place. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> a lot of international. Right. Lots of international, international recently. International, yeah. People investing here in, in the United States and Ohio in particular. Right. Yeah, so technology has been on our side uh, for sure, uh, and I think it will continue to be. I mean, we're a very tech. I mean, even now, like we're on a we're in a studio inside of this office, and we have lights and flash and bang. And technology uh, has been a real major um, help through COVID, and I think it's going to continue beyond that. Now that we know and we understand how how powerful it can be, um, you know, it's we talk about we talk I talk about the COVID thing quite a bit, but. Um, I think overall, it's put take all of the negative and bad and the media depiction of all of it. I think we all agree we're much better people and businesses, and we provide a much clearer and direct service coming out of it. I mean, we I think we started two two companies. I think we started two yeah. companies last year. I feel like it was two companies. Right. <laughs> it may it may have been one, but we, you know, it, the growth is the year of growth, and we've done quite a bit. Um, we're on track to do our – we're finishing up our best year ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and next year, we're already sandbagging some pretty good stuff yeah, rolling right. out. I mean – uh, awesome. Yeah, quarter one. January is going to be killer, right? <laughs> so – but, I mean, that's all That's all because we had the opportunity, right? right? And, and COVID slowed us but didn't defeat us, and we came out better on the other side. And um, that's one thing that's amazing about this team of people here at Freedom Real Estate is that um, – all of the great minds and and the, and the heavy hands, the hard workers that we have, roll with the punches. Yeah, yeah, we're able to think of the fly. I think I think one thing, and you just kind of touched on, made me think of it, is that you know during COVID, I think we acquired more staff. Right, you know, people that right. maybe left other jobs came here and right. brought, brought their. Um, you know, they're, they're winning personalities and brought something to the team. And, and so, again, uh, us as a company growing right. out of COVID because of maybe, you know, another company's loss or misfortune, we gained uh, some right. positive traction there. And so, you know, I know that we're optimistic for, for 22 and, right. and that things, things are looking good. I think you're right. I think you nailed it. We, we learned a lot from COVID. We learned how to be more efficient. Embrace our technology, um, you know, perfect systems, and um, you know, I think we're delivering a great product for our investors. So I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Next year is going to be a killer. Uh, so kind of pull this full circle uh, for everybody. You know, what now, right? right. So we're. I mean, I, I I know we have a couple variants. I'm, I'm not. I don't work for the CDC. I'm not a doctor. I don't have any specialized degrees sure. in any of that stuff. Uh, I'm a. I'm definitely not a doctor, man. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I mean, we're not done. COVID's not finished. Okay. It's still kind of swinging in as it's going down. Right. So, um, there's still a lot of space that we we have to learn, uh, as investors, as professionals in the field. Um, we're going to keep taking those punches and we're going to keep being in the battle with you. Um, but what can you do now? Right. Right. So first one's get educated. Right. Talk to people you trust. Um, I, I always extend my hand. I'm not going to put my phone number out there because I don't know who's out there watching this. So uh, <laughs> you put your phone number on the internet. I did that once. That was right. a bad decision, right? But if you need to get a hold of us, you have you have ways to get a hold of us. Uh, there's probably be some contact information in, in this um, uh, in our channel here. Yeah. Um, but one of the biggest things you can do to help combat and 
um, position yourself to come out better. You know, we talked at the beginning about you know investors at home able to start scanning through, uh, make some plans for what they can do with their savings account or their four hundred one ks. They're now being questioned because uh, you know companies aren't, aren't weren't performing well. You know what they can do with their retirement, and they're starting to migrate and think about real estate investing and diversifying. Yep. Uh, the the number one best thing you could do get educated, talk to people that know what they're talking about, yep. and diversify your portfolio and i know we talked about that in another podcast but uh in the example of the the owner that had some pains um what is going to allow him to succeed is a diversification of having different types of assets um you know we talk about vacancy rates like if you have a single family home and they're affected by um some pandemic Mm -hmm. right they you could potentially go from 100 percent occupancy to none right right thousand dollars of income and month and rents to none overnight right however if you have five ten fifteen portfolio properties doors doors yeah so single family multi-family get a couple duplexes um quads larger complexes if you can um then when you're affected by the low percentages of those that were actually affected in our portfolio you're still performing at a high at a high cash flow position and you're able to take those punches a little bit better in stride. Um, I know that on our end owners that have um, experienced have gone through this 2020 have come out in a position where they're a little bit more empathetic to the residents too. They're like, Oh, Hey, they're, they're late this month. Okay. Well, let's just let them kind of work it out. We'll give them to the end of next month. We'll we'll allow them a little bit of time because it's, it's been hard. Uh, Even if people didn't lose their jobs, it's been difficult. Um, so I encourage our investors, our future owners, current owners, um, talk to Mark, yeah, talk to CJ, go. talk to me. Let's let's get you some uh, um, different investment strategies going. Let's try to supplement your income a little bit. Um, it is it is definitely a big deal. Uh, multifamily is a big win. Um, I know that's a uh, that's a space that uh, we're we're still growing into um, as an organization, but um, there's definitely benefits in having more. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we have today uh, for COVID and how to manage the change uh, and how everything's changed since COVID. Um, But we like to end these things by saying invest smart and live happy. Take care. Thanks, guys. Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions and information on this show are not guaranteed. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss.